Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Welcome back to the Unchurched Podcast. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star rating. And uh, we'll give you a shout-out on one of the previous upcoming episodes. I mean, not previous, but you know what I mean. Uh, Today, we're going to do things slightly different. We're going to just hop right in. We have... uh, An interview this week with Ben Horgan, one of my good friends from Detroit, and quickly becoming one of Michael's good friends. Um, So we have uh, quite a lengthy episode for you and a lot of great content. Um, But if you want to get in touch with, uh, with Ben, see what he's doing. He does photography and videography. He actually works with me. Uh quite a bit with doing the video thing um anyway his handle is at horgan 21 and that's at symbol h-o-r-g-a-n-2-1 and you can find him over on instagram see what he's been up to what he's up to uh but without further ado we're just gonna jump right in so i hope you enjoy and uh we'll catch you later What were you thinking about? I was thinking, like, it was. I wasn't really anxious. I was like, what are we going to talk about? I wonder, who, I wonder how many people listen. Am I going to be. Am I going to act? Or am I just going to be myself? You know what I mean? Like, I was, I was thinking kind of like about a lot of the people that go on, like, a bigger podcast, like a Rogan podcast or something like that. Are they themselves? You know what I mean? Right. Of sickness and desertion. That's very uh, introspective of you. Yeah, that's me. Weighing down, you're full of something. think you're going to be yourself on this podcast? Uh, yeah. Well, how do you know? Because I think I'm always myself. <laughs> Good yeah, answer. There's no need to rush. We're all just waiting, waiting to die. No, I, I know what you're saying. Because honestly, when we first started this podcast, I kind of thought a little bit about that. Like, am I trying to be like a personality what, just because I have this microphone in front of me? And I know that the end game is to put this out for other people to listen to versus if we're just hanging out, 
you know, I just say whatever the fuck I want. And I think we do a pretty good job at it now because I talk like we're just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, I was going, I was having a conversation in my head and I was like, do I say fuck or do I say heck? Or like, what do I, and I'm like, well, I fucking swear all the time. So I'm not saying heck. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would ever really, I wouldn't ever really want to be an actor. I don't, I'm not the center of attention type person, really. Yeah. It, they're they're a different breed, man. I feel like. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I don't know, dude. I guess maybe you have to be, or maybe <laughs> that's what makes them good at what they do. I don't know. It could be argued. Yeah, yeah it's just, uh, in my opinion, just exhausting not being yourself. You know. Right. It's very, very exhausting. It's tiring. Um, keeping up with facades, it's not worth it either. You know, I had to learn a long time ago, dude. If if you can't love me just for me, then yeah, whatever. I mean, hold yeah, on. yeah, it's it. Nine billion people on the planet. Dunzo. But since you brought this up, and I'm gonna be on this podcast, how do I act? versus how do other people with big podcasts act what if we knew or find like what if we found out later on like hey this could really be something but people really like this so if you change these few things and you do this you're gonna be like huge famous making the money you know what i mean like would you do it so would you sell out to make the money yeah, and then in that like thinking, do you think some of these big names out there kind of do that? Or maybe sellout is a little harsh. Maybe it's just, well, I know if I tailor certain things to this demographic or this way, I'm not personally this way in my day-to-day, but if I kind of do these things or act this way on a podcast, then, you know. Right. So... I guess those ones would be, you know, kind of like the shows that you would listen to, like a pod. So most of the podcasts that I listen to are, are just this, you know, they're just friends, people talking, you know, I listen to Rogan and all, all of those, like his kind of circle. And I Mm. think those are like, it seems to me that they're all pretty authentic, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would want to put on like a show. I think, well, I think that's the cool I'm... part, and you pretty much said it. That's the cool part about podcasting is it's less showy, unless you're listening to like True Crimes podcast, you know, like right. <laughs> yeah, dude. I still think it's pretty crazy and awesome that like we're in an age where we can afford the technology. Just two schlups in life, like to Speak record yourself, our does. shit and like. <laughs> Other people can listen to it, and they do. Like, I think it's, I think it's really cool, you know. And that's why I like listening yeah. to other people's podcasts because, you know, I think it's cool. I think I, I can't just go meet all these different people, but I can still hear parts of their conversation. Like, that's I don't know. I lo- I love it. Right, and get their thoughts, and and yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a fun thing, dude. I and I I listened to um uh Vaynerchuk, VaynerMedia guy. Oh yeah, Gary. Yeah. Yep. Gary V. He says that uh, the way of the uh, uh the way that business is going to move forward is through voice, and and so he's a big proponent of long term podcast and people um putting out something every day you know some making sure that you're trying to engage with your audience every single day and if you can do it through through voice that'll be um the best medium um rather than video or rather than i mean it's basically video or yes i mean sure video is just bonus but um so so his mindset behind it was like uh you got Google Voice that's popular you got Apple you got the Amazon uh Echo right that you know there's there's your your voice is voice is becoming more and more powerful because voice is being used to spend money right so um Hey Google, you know, sure. Put this on my list. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, or Alexa, order, order toilet paper. Sure. <laughs> right now, someone's Absolutely. Alexa is reordering toilet paper <laughs> because they're listening to this around their Echo or something. Right. Oh, by the way, um, I can't get our podcast on my Echo, which is whack. Um, it it can't find it. Hmm. But so, do you have um, a, like a Spotify or something? Uh, yeah, you have to have Spotify Premium uh, in order to listen to the podcast. Well, there you go. You're just making your own point. The yep. voice is yeah. making the money. It's making the money. Yeah, you got to have Spotify Premium in order to play over Alexa, which I thought was kind of lame. You know, yeah. but well, here I mean, here's how bougie still- we've become here and so ill. Yeah. So we've missed a lot, dude, because we had a few in the in the uh, queue. Yeah. But Prime Day is one of the things we haven't talked about yet. And I don't know about you guys, but me and Brooke were just like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll check it out once. And then our whole fucking day ended up being like, <laughs> did you see this deal? Should we get it? Because it's really good. <laughs> yep. sure. sure. Well, so I've always, we have a Google Home right now, right? The Mini. Yep. And um, we don't have anything like that's compatible with it, Wi-Fi. So we don't have like we can't control lights or like, hey Google, turn this on or you know whatever. Right. Um. So I wanted to buy it on Prime Day because hello, deals. Well, it actually was way cheaper to get this hub thing plus the Alex uh, uh Alexa Echo. Amazon. So, or yeah, Amazon. Yeah. So I did that. So now we're going to have Google Home and Alexa. <laughs> no way. So we can just, we can rule the world from our house. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> or you can be spied on from two different Multiple federal companies. A- <laughs> right. <laughs> two different federal agencies listening in, one on each device. Yeah, sure. you know, they got us. Yeah, I think it kind of makes sense to have. I mean, if you're 
if you order a lot of things from Amazon, I think it makes sense to have an Alexa and a Google. Because Google, I treat Google more like an assistant, you know? So we've got we've got two Google Minis and two Google Home things and a Google Hub in the kitchen, right? So there's like a Google thing in every room, and I basically use it to play music most of the time. Mm-hmm. But I can always ask Google, like, hey, you know, what's the weather going to be? Or what do I got going next Tuesday at 4? You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't really order anything via Google. So if I was going to order stuff, I would, well, you know. So you have a make... Prime account, I'm assuming? Uh, Yeah, I think we do. Yeah. See, that's why I'm kind of happy that we are getting uh, Alexa, because we already have a Fire Stick. And we have Amazon Prime, obviously, because I just talked about Prime Day. So it's kind of just, you know, I think it's going to actually be easier. Because, like you said, Google doesn't really... Or I haven't found out how Google does all that shit. I'm sure you can set it up, but... Yeah. How How's how's the hub thing work? What is that? I'm ignorant to it. So the hub thing is the screen, right? So you put it in your kitchen, and you can pull up YouTube videos and look at your calendar and look at the weather and it's it's like a it's it's basically a smaller tablet it's it's smaller it's mm. about the same size as an iPad mini but uh-huh. then it's got a speaker and it's kind of just like the screen sits there and then like it's in the kitchen so the kids always use it when they're watching you know when they're eating breakfast or whatever and they actually broke the screen because <laughs> they take it with them uh, <laughs> But still works. There's just a crack in like one corner. Mm. But yeah, it's just it's basically just a another screen. Nice. Hmm. I you know I thought about getting one of those screens too uh, for um for the Echo because so I just installed Ring the Ring doorbell on my yep. front door on uh, Friday and. You can actually view, or you can link the ring and the and the echo, and I'll be able to see your front porch from that tablet. Not oh, nice. So I'm like, dude, I need to get the tablet. Can you pull it up from your phone too? Oh yeah, it's all on my phone, primarily. So, which my phone is going, it goes everywhere with me. The right. tablet won't. Right. You know, so. <clears throat> Technology yeah, is cool, crazy, man. man. It is. It's getting wild, man. Speaking of technology, really I know we haven't done any intro here, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, I guess I'll wait. I want to talk about something, but I'm going to wait. Okay. Do you want to do yeah. an official like intro <laughs> thing, or just this is how we're starting? <laughs> I guess I guess this is how we're starting. But so, by the way, there's a third voice that you're hearing on this podcast so far and we haven't played an intro yet well Um, what we could do i just wanted to record our conversation so we had it so we could put it anywhere so what we can do now is just start like we always do if you want nah it's too late for that too late for that it's too late to apologize yep it's too late well welcome to the show 13 minutes in (laughs) ben horgan (laughs) There we go. Ben Horgan. Yep. What's going on, Sweet. man? 
<laughs> seems like a dumb place to start, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, you're being all weird about so it. So how is your Google Hub? <laughs> all right, no, so let's it. just get into this shit. Area 51, rating it or not rating it? Not rating it. Yeah. I'm or not, not rating it. I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to get shot at or anything like that. Kidding me? Dude. They can't kill us all? That's literally the guy's tagline. But they can yeah. get most of you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I want to come home to my wife. I don't know about you. I mean, yeah, it's and if the, there's aliens, I mean, what? whatever. It's the government, so they could get all of us. <laughs> but <laughs> I, don't, I don't really need to know. So yeah. here's my second question, then. Have you seen the Bob Lazar documentary on Netflix? Yes. No. No. So I watched it twice now because my loving wife, who works so hard, falls asleep. (laughs) And then the second night we watched it because she fell asleep like 20 minutes in. Okay. I was like... Do you want to rewatch it? Like, I still think it's interesting. I'll rewatch it. And I'm going to tell you here in a minute why I wanted to rewatch it. <clears throat> so, I definitely need to go back and rewatch it because I started watching it and then I'm. It, I, I don't know. He didn't, it, to me, and maybe this is why I need to rewatch it because I, he didn't really put up a good. Like, he, did, he didn't make me believe. Exactly. He just. Just seems like some, just some dude. You know what I mean? Well, and okay. So the first time I watched it, I was like, "Wow, this is very interesting." Gut reaction is, "I don't believe you," but <laughs> I'm open. No I'm open to hearing whatever you have to say and going from there. Right. Right. So. The second time I watched it, I watched it to critique it and to pay way more attention to things. And one of my biggest takeaways is there was, so he actually lives in Michigan now and he works in Michigan and it's in this small town, right? Yep. So like Michael, think like probably smaller than Harrisburg. Oh, and Ben, you've been here a couple times. So smaller than the town I live in. and. He describes, uh, so during this uh, interview for the documentary, I said that weird, documentary. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, we're, we're talking about Bob Lazar. Yes. Yep. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. So during this interview thing, the next day his business gets raided, and he says, and I quote, it was like a carousel of agencies and cars and people, Right. So he's talking like all of them just coming out and raiding his business in this tiny uh, town in Michigan somewhere to literally to collaborate that or what's the word? Corrobor- co- corroborate. Corroborate. All they had to do was interview one, just one person in that tiny little fucking town who saw all this massive amounts of people and cars and government officials, or not officials, but whoever, and they didn't. Like, it just seemed like a a very simple thing they could have done to be like, see, 
The dude's not a fucking quack. He means what he says. This actually happened. And it would just give more proof to like, okay, starting to maybe believe him. Because like, I feel like there's a lot of things in the interview that he said happened that no one else ever talks about or can confirm. And that to me seems weird. Second thing, and this is, this is a big one. And then I'll shut up. The, one of the, the top things for me that I don't understand, therefore I do not believe, is if this big bad government that, you know, is here in America, like, that's what they're portraying, that they covered up this thing from the 80s, and maybe even before, and they wiped his credentials from colleges and, you know, places he worked, and tried to make him, like, nobody. But he still came out and did the interview. He did another interview, and now he did a documentary on it. So, yep. like, if this big, huge government who can, like, literally take Area 51 and make it not exist, and all this, all these details and people and blah, 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 and no one can coll- corroborate it, and they're allowing you to do that, why don't they stop you? That yeah, just, I don't know. that's a red flag to me. I don't get it. Like you're saying this government can do anything they want. Why are they allowing you to talk about it still? I don't know. Those are my two main things. I have more, but Ben, you saw it. What do you think? Michael, you're just, this is like, this is like when you talk about Bigfoot, Michael. Okay. So payback. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm along for the ride. So to me, he just, I think he probably, he probably was he probably you know they probably hired him to go out there and do something because he built the whole rocket car thing or whatever but i think if anything what he saw was probably just test like military testing you know like stuff i guess Hmm. you know like uh, a plane or like at I think it was the 80s, so at that point, you know, they were doing the whole B-51 bomber thing, like yep. those. Like, I, I don't know. I don't... Hmm. So, so neither one of you guys believe that it was alien technology that he was looking at? Yeah, no. I don't think so. Really? I don't know if it's... I don't know if it exists in Area 51. What I'm saying is listening to him talk about it doesn't make me... It doesn't persuade me, and I don't believe him. I think he's wow. just a fucking quack, to be honest with you. And I wow. think he wanted fame, even though he says he doesn't, because yeah. he I always goes back to like, well, I don't want to talk about that, and I don't want to be in the, I don't want to be in the spotlight. Like, bitch, you're a fucking alien Area 51 <laughs> celebrity <laughs> for decades. Like my entire life, you've known for this. So like. <laughs> you want to talk about it. You want to go on a documentary about it. And then you get to the meat of questions. He's like, well, I'm not going to talk about that. We're not going to go there. Like, I mean, he, there is something to it. Cause I mean, he got on Rogan's podcast and he has a Netflix documentary made about him. You know what I mean? So I think it's more just him being a character. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why he's gotten so much, publicity i guess you could say i don't know well he's the I, only I, one i that... agree that well maybe i agree that he's weird i saw the joe rogan podcast with him on it i saw his interview um uh, to be honest with you i i thought that he seemed credible but 
I don't, I, I can't dismiss the, 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 uh, the notion that he might just be on some drugs. Yeah, that's a good point. Like some, like maybe he was doing some mushrooms or something and he envisioned or had a bad trip. Yeah. And he lived this whole life. Like, so Ari Shafir, one of the, one of uh, Joe Rogan's homeboys, um, he, he did a, a mushroom trip and he said that he basically experienced a life of three years living in the ocean or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Just over, just over those mushrooms, dude. (laughs) So it's, I think it's possible. Right. Yeah. I've, uh, I've dabbled here and there. Nothing ever, I like nothing ever crazy like that, but I have Mm. some friends that, um, I could, I could, <laughs> I could tell you some stories. No, story time. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there's a little bit of a segue. What? Uh, how comfortable are you good. with talking about your story with dabbling and? I, I love a that mushroom story. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's me. So. This is going to be a long form podcast for sure. Because yes, I hope so. I've got all night. Dude, my wife is gone until Friday. So I've got nothing to do but record. I think I'm just going to record every single day <laughs> with or without you. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Um, do you have questions or like you want me to go into it? Or well, I mean, I personally know you as a friend and I know at least, you know, I know quite a bit of your story, but for people who are, you know, don't know you, which there are people out there who don't know you. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, like, what's the whole mushroom thing? Like, why'd you bring that up? Well, actually, I think Michael brought I, it up. I, I well, brought yeah, it yeah, up. but you started talking about, like, you got <laughs> stories, and that, that, that's how, ooh, okay, well, what's your story? Like, don't yeah, tease so, me, Ben. Take me there. So, I can... I'll uh, take you there. So, there's been a couple times when... I've left and kind of came back and thought I went somewhere else and was like, oh. And there's been times when... Um, on shrooms? What are you talking about? Uh, no, not on shrooms. So, the the couple times... Well, so I went to this... <laughs> you guys have, Well, Sean, I know you haven't. Have you ever... Michael, have you ever... Um, have you ever done a Whip It? Never heard of it, no. Okay. I know the song, Whip It. So I was at this, uh, <laughs> So a whippet is um you guys know you've heard of Steve O, right? Of course. So for a while he was he was doing just cases of whippets. So they're like the little so if you ever had a BB gun, you got the CO two mm-hmm. containers, right? So whippets are it's nitrous oxide and bakers use them to make whipped cream and stuff. Or if you've got the ready whip, right, and you don't take the whipped cream and you just inhale the stuff um that's kind of doing a whip it oh okay so okay so back in the day they called that huffing yeah yeah it's like yeah so huffing huffing would be i think huffing for me would be huffing duster or you know something like that that's what i consider huffing or huffing gas right? okay so well, whip it is okay. like a little 
kind of like a uh, CO2 container, and you put it in a thing, and you fill up a balloon, one of those punch ball balloons, and then you just, I guess, yeah, I guess you huff it. And uh, anyway, so I knew some people that knew where they could, they would go and get a nitrous oxide tank that, like, you'd see at the dentist when they give you the gas, right? Whoa. So they would go and get a tank. <laughs> And then they would have parties, and they would just, you'd go to the party, and you'd buy, you know, you'd give the guy 50 bucks, and you could just do balloons all night. So, so this one time, and I've only been to, I only actually went to one of those parties. God, this um, sounds like so much fun. It was. It's not fun. <laughs> it was interesting. I mean, full disclosure, this is not fun. This is very bad for you. Yeah. I mean, you're basically cutting off oxygen to your brain mm-hmm. for a short time just to get high. Yep. But, but uh, the wife is gone all weekend. <laughs> Shut up, son. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So actually, so speaking of East Point, it was uh, it was in East Point. It was on. Of course, it was. It was over on Ten Mile, this house that oh, we went to. Of course, it was. And so yeah, so me and a buddy, and we were there pretty much all night. It's and... probably my cousin's house. <laughs> we'll talk about it after the podcast. <laughs> um, at one point, I had the balloon and. And I was just, you know, just doing my thing or whatever. And then you, you kind of do it. You, you just breathe in and out, right? Mm-hmm. And you, it's, it's called fishing out, right? So you kind of, you're just breathing in and out. And then you kind of just go away. And I, you don't pass out or anything, but you, you just kind of sit back. And it's, you kind of get like, wah, 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 I'm pretty sure you see it in my eyes. Sometimes I wonder if I already died. That shit get deep, deep, deep. And then that kind of goes away. And then, like, I just pictured, like, all these people behind me just talking and having a whole conversation about this and that. And then I came, like, I came back, I guess you could say, and I looked behind me, and there's nobody there. And this happened for probably two hours. Like, every time I would do a balloon, I thought, like, people were behind me and talking and doing all this stuff. And it was just me and my buddy, and he was pretty much doing the same thing. It was, uh, it was pretty crazy. Boy, that's a trip for you right there. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's freaky, man. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I never did that, though. No, I've never done anything like that. <clears throat> I mean, I smoked some trees. You know, but that's about it. So, have you ever done mushrooms, LSD? Nope. Just just smoked over here and there? Just some good old-fashioned weed. That's it. I've pretty much done... I can tell you the things I haven't done. So, I haven't done... Never shot anything. Um, okay. Never tried crack. Um, done cocaine and crack is cocaine. It's just in a different form. Sure. Um, you got to cook it to make crack. Yep. So I've never done crack, never done heroin, never shot anything. I don't believe I've ever done meth, but I mean, with drugs, you know, sometimes you'll They'll lace it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. there's been times when I'm like, Hmm, this feels different than than what that should normally feel like so yeah and <laughs> so there was a time i i don't think i've ever done heroin but i did a lot of mdma and there was a time explain that, what's mdma um like molly or ecstasy oh ecstasy okay yep. yep so we got some pills and they were kind of brown like soft pills and usually the pills when i was doing ecstasy um were 
hard, kind of like, you know, I don't want to say Tylenol, but they're little tablets, right? They weren't mm. soft and squishy like these were. Mm. So, and I felt awful the next day, and it, it was a different type of experience that night. So, I mean, they could have had heroin in it. Um, but yeah, never done, let's see, never done heroin, crack, cocaine. Um, never done any quaaludes or anything like that. Those are the downers, right? That, yep. that quaaludes slow you down, like they slow down everything? Yep. Yeah, I'm more of a an upper upper type guy, I guess you could say. Yeah, <laughs> Ben's uppity. Yep, I like, I like to get things done. <laughs> you know, I want to be I want to be functionally high. <laughs> I want to I want to get the yard work done. Yep, I want to pay my taxes, clean my bathroom, clean the kitchen, <laughs> go clean the bathroom again. Talk to all Talk the people about- who aren't there. Yep. Talk about starting a small business. Yeah. Dude, we should start a band. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow. So how okay, so it was easier for you to tell us the drugs you haven't done. Yep. Which could either be sad or awesome, depending on what stage of life you're in and how many drugs you take now. Um but so like what was it? I mean, can you give us a time frame on how many, like what, you know, how long did this phase of your, because you're, you're, are you doing these things now? I guess no. we should start. I've there. actually been sober. It'll be, if I make it, um, it'll be six years in October. What, what? Sweet. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Insert applause here, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. Thank you. Well, so we'll go back to that, but I'm just curious um, and I don't even think I know this, but like how long, like what's the time frame before sobriety for you that, you know, all of this drug stuff was going on? Um, so the first time I ever did, let's see, I smoked weed. The first time I smoked weed was probably, let's see, not fifth grade, probably middle school, sixth grade seventh grade something like that wow um that is frightening dude yeah i know because like i have a like 15 i have a 15 year old (laughs) son i have a my middle i have three boys um 15 8 and 4 jesus yeah so my eight-year-old he's going into third grade so in another three years was basically i think the first time i ever tried marijuana um and then wow Let's see. Ecstasy, the first time I did it was... That's what Detroit does to you, man. (laughs) I'm I'm saying wow, but this interview is about you, but I I did it the first time when I was 13. Yep. 13, 14 years old. Just, uh, you know, there was no internet back then. This was back in the day where if you wanted to go hang out with your homeboys, you actually had to go knock on their door yeah. and see if they were home. Ride your right. bike down. Yeah. Yep. Can Steve come out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, and then my son is going to be 12 at the end of August. And it's like, dude, that's uh, it's very, very close to. I just couldn't imagine. Yeah. I mean, my, my boy is so sweet and innocent and loving and kind. Like, you know, Micah, he's the sweetest kid in the world. And it's hard to think that 
a year from now is when I smoked weed for the first time. Right. I think it... This messed up, dude. I think it has a lot to do with your friends and then... Sure. Environment. Your parents' involvement and, like, the way that you look at your parents as well. I think, you know, I don't know, like, what your environment was, but uh, my mom and dad got divorced when I was... I think it was first grade and then so lived with my mom single single parent had to work um so we'd go to latchkey or we'd have a babysitter and stuff like that so mm-hmm. and she'd be home from five thirty to you know five thirty to eight thirty every day um but other than that like i was at school and i was doing my thing and then come home and hanging out and um so yeah i think it has you know a lot to do with your friends and what they're into and mm-hmm. and just you know the way that you're raised i guess yeah Makes i sense. definitely agree with that because i didn't try weed until i was like 24 maybe yeah. even older <laughs> and it was horrible and i'll never do it again <clears throat> i mean which is understandable because you didn't lose your virginity until you got married to brooke Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I was a 31-year-old virgin. Yeah. No, unfortunately, I was not. But yeah, so... Or maybe um, fortunately for her, I wasn't. I don't know. The truth is in there somewhere. Could you imagine... Like being thirty something, getting married, and having no idea what you're doing in the bedroom. Many people, many many people, have that story, but Man. they are the minority. Yep, no doubt about it. Anyway, back to Ben. Yeah, back to Ben. <laughs> That's enough about Sean's sex life. Um, well, I pretty much told you all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you you have been doing some type of mind-altering substance, substance yeah, for it's about middle school and it, it wasn't like a regular thing we kind of just tried it and then uh hmm. and then yeah i don't remember after that when it became like a a thing like an everyday thing um hmm. so let's see i think drinking for me like, the first time I got drunk was with my dad, and we were going on a trip across the country, and it was just the guys, and we were driving to California, and we stopped somewhere like New Mexico, probably by Area 51. <laughs> and, of course. Uh, of course it was. We were in the hot tub, and he made himself a screwdriver. He was like, hey, you want to try it? And so my older brother, who was the first person that I, or my older stepbrother, he was the first person that I smoked weed with as well. Um, he made us screwdrivers and drank mine. And I remember feeling a buzz, which was, you know, but it wasn't so, so I'm an alcoholic and a lot of alcoholics will tell you like, Oh yeah, I remember the first time I drank and it was, you know, that was it for me. It, that wasn't it for me. Like it, like it was interesting, I guess. Um, but it wasn't like, that was it. There was no turning back. Um, but yeah, I think I started drinking regularly. In high school, probably freshman in high school. I was on the football team, and we were a small, smaller town at the time. And 
football player, you know, like, it's kind of a thing. Um, so yeah, we kind of would drink every weekend. And then I think I started regularly drinking all the time. It was probably freshman year, like in high school, basically. Um, and I'm a, I think for me, it was more of a, like it would let me, it would open you up, you know what I mean? Because I'm pretty quiet and pretty reserved, basically. Yeah. And it was a way to kind of, you know, be crazy and, you know, not be the life of the party, but be able to, I don't know. Let your hair down and be comfortable. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I get that. Yeah. And then, yeah, first time I tried MDMA was um, senior year after graduation. I moved back to that little town, and um, yeah, I think, let's see. So I had to be, I was 18, because we went to Deja Vu, and yeah. tried it before we went there. Didn't really kick in, though, until after we left. And then I just remember, like, being up all night and just, like, looking, like, I remember the ride home and looking at the stars and just, like, have, I think MDMA for me, um, besides alcohol, probably would have been my drug of choice. Because it was kind of like a, you know, uppity, kind of euphoric type feeling. And that was, that was it for me. I like that. Hmm. Isn't that the drug that um, that the government used, experimented on soldiers back in World War II or I don't think the it was First World, World? I don't think it was World War II. I think it became popular. Um, I think the guy who created it, I think it was 80s, like yeah. end of the 70s, 80s. Yeah, I was going to say, he, that's the stuff Bob Lazar's on right now. It's actually kind of so. I don't know they, that. I don't know that. Rumors. It was um. Rumor he, has it. He made it for um. Rumor. So if you go to a therapist, right? It'll yeah. it opens you up. It lets you talk about you know like it helps you get past things. I guess you could say. Sure. Um, and that's why he created it, and then. They started using it, and then they kind of got out, and they, people started using it recreationally, and then I think they made it illegal in the 90s, which is like kind of when I started, well, I guess, no, it was 2000s when I started taking it, but but yeah, it's kind of making a big comeback, um, or it has made a comeback, and there there's a big push to legalize it for, um, you know, PTSD and things like that, which Depression. I... Yeah, I completely agree with it. Like, yeah, I think that in the right setting, um, it definitely can help you um, get past things, and it lets you open up and talk about things that you normally wouldn't talk about. That you know, you mm-hmm. would be guarded. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm not gonna talk about that. But then you take it, and you're like, oh, well, yeah, I guess you know, blah blah blah. Um, so anyway, dude, I remember a funny story. It's funny now, and it's funny because I'm removed from it. But you were telling me when uh, when you were here last, and I don't remember if it was that or LSD or acid. 
was with DS. you and a buddy. I was about to say, I thought that was the same thing. Yeah. Well, there's my knowledge of drugs. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know if you want to share the story or not, because, you know, it's your friend and like, I, I don't want to, you know, make things weird or anything, but something you just said reminded me of that story. That's where I'm going. Which, uh, so I've got a couple stories. Um, well, I mean, do you mind if I try and go there or no? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So you were telling me about like you and your buddy both had girlfriends, and your okay, girlfriend yep. was like, "All right, you you know where I'm at now." <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> Story time. Let's go. Yeah. So, um, so in college, um, I had a. It wasn't my roommate, but it was a close friend, and we. He introduced me to uh, my girlfriend in college, and so we were all pretty tight, and we would go to Grand Rapids and hang out and, you know, do whippets and do all the things, whatever, that we did in college, and both of our Whip girlfriends went away on spring break, and uh, <laughs> and they went to Mexico, and he was convinced she cheated on him in Mexico, and I had been dabbling in, you know, in taking this stuff or whatever, and I was like, look... It, She's never going to tell you the truth, but if you give her one of these and you guys hang out for a while and it, she'll open up and she'll tell you, she'll tell you everything that happened because that's just kind of what it does. <laughs> and that's what we did. So we got some, uh, we got some pills, went and hung out with them, um, had a good night going and she ended up telling them, you know, she cheated on him in Mexico and blah, blah, blah. And, and, uh, I remember we, me and my girlfriend, we were just about to get into, you know, uh, have relations, I guess you could say. And, um, I hear a, we gotta go. Well, you forgot, hang on, hang on a second. You forgot to like preface this with, you told your friend like, Hey man, you have to be okay with knowing the absolute truth, right? Yeah. Yep. And, uh, (laughs) yeah. And he, you know, he's like, yeah, I'll for sure. And she told him, and he was not okay with it, and it was a it was a big bummer for him. But in the end, um, they ended up breaking up, and then he actually um, met his wife like shortly after that. So it was kind of a it was a good thing. A happy ending. Well, so yep. you hear the knock on the door, and then what? And then uh, so yeah, I kind of told her I was telling her what was going on like beforehand. And she didn't know the whole story either. Your girl. And so, yeah. And uh, I guess after we left, they kind of had their own, you know, moment or whatever. And she told, she told her everything that happened and, and this and that. And then they kind of, it, it kind of threw a wrench in their friendship for a little while. But in the end, whatever. It all kind of worked out. Yeah. But, so, she actually... The, his girlfriend, um, they're friends now. Like, they're friends. She ended up marrying one of his friends from high school. And so, yeah, it was a not huh. a happy ending, I guess you could say. Interesting. Yeah. I just thought it was funny because when you were telling it to me before, you, you just kept reiterating, like, hey, man, you got to be okay with, like, knowing the truth. And he was like, yeah, yeah, totally. I don't even care. <laughs> and then yeah. he was the one that was pissed. <laughs> I was kind of... I was expecting her to tell him everything that happened, and I thought he might even be okay with it. Because a lot of times, your feel like the feel—it's basically 
it's everything's okay. It doesn't really even matter, right? Yeah. So I kind of was hoping that that would be the case for him and they could kind of work it out. But yeah, it's. I think he was... He had already had the mindset of she was going to tell him this, and if she did, he was leaving. So he had, you know, he'd already had it in his mind, I guess you could say. So, yeah. Anyway, I thought it was kind of funny. But yeah, it's that's not, one way to get some closure, know. man. Yep. That's a dangerous way to get closure. But, yeah. Man. So I know that there's this big push to get like mushrooms uh, legalized for recreational use and stuff. And um, and they've been citing the same thing that, you know, it's helping people with PTSD and, um, you know, helping people just get over some serious shit. And I've never had it, so I don't really know what what it actually does to you. I know it's a hallucinogen. Yep, it's a hallucinogen. And then... um it actually, it rewire like it. It opens up. My understanding of it is, it opens up pathways, so it allows you to kind of. So the ego, you have your ego, right, and uh, it it allows you to kind of step back from that, and and I don't I don't want to say be your true self or whatever. Um, Strip you of your built preconceptions that protect you like defense right. mechanisms okay. yeah it tears down the walls yep all right and it i um i agree with with them decriminalizing it and it being able to you know be used um for you know therapeutic reasons and things like that because it it does it allows you to kind of step outside this this you know thing that you create to kind of keep you safe right it's supposed to keep you safe and you know that's what the ego is for um but i think a lot of times like so when you have like a trauma right so they when you yell at your kids when they're younger a lot of times that trauma it gets stuck and you don't let go of it. Um, and I think when you take this, you know, like a mushroom trip or MDMA or whatever, it allows you to kind of go back and revisit that in a, in a safe place, as long as you're not doing it recreationally, right? Um, and it allows you to kind of release that, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing, in my opinion. Wow. But Yeah, I heard on a podcast once someone was... <clears throat> She had a lot of anxiety and a lot of uh, traumatic stuff happened in her life, and she didn't know how to deal with it. And it got to the point where, as she got older, it just made stuff awkward when she was interacting in groups of people, you know. And um, and it was starting, <clears throat> from what she said, was starting to kind of control her life, and she didn't like it. And she heard about this, uh, uh, not study, but this... Um, therapy that's being done with micro uh microdosing lsd and she did it and she told her story through the whole process and like i mean it's something to think about you know like I, who am i to say that's a bad thing you know 
because it actually helped her and it was it was doctor guided and you know again it was microdosed and supposedly safe and uh friendly environment and all this stuff and i don't know man it's just interesting to hear her her story one because i don't deal with anything on that level really uh the way she does and it was kind of interesting to i mean you know you grow up in school like drugs are bad here's what'll happen you'll miss your whole jaw and your brain will explode and you'll bleed out in every extremity and like i was just always taught like drugs are bad and then here's this chick that's like oh yeah i microdose lsd with my doctor and it actually helps me with my brain <laughs> i thought yeah. that was cool i think the I brain's think, crazy yeah. man that's my point yeah for sure. I think if you're, as long as you're not using it to fill the hole, right? So we all have a hole and, you know, you fill it with something, whether it's... God-shaped hole? Yeah. There's a God-shaped hole in all of us. Sorry, Ben, you gotta put up with this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that as long as you're not using the substance, whatever it is, whether it's food, cigarettes, alcohol, you're not using it to fill that hole and, and not deal with the stuff, right? So if you're, if you allow it to kind of do its job, I guess you could say, or do what it's designed for, um, I don't really think, you know, it's really an issue. It's just, it becomes an issue when you use it to, you know, not deal with that. Hmm. which was my case like drinking and stuff like that that's you know i used it to it got to the point where i used it to just escape and not have to you know think about all the thoughts and deal with all the stuff that i couldn't deal with i guess Hmm. yeah that's the problem right so when you're you've got some escapism issues it's where you get yourself in trouble and you start going down a rabbit hole that you can't dig yourself out of. Um, it's the worst place to be in, man. Yep. But I think that um, that therapy is a good tool. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of Christian churches would rather you, you know, just sit down with a pastor and do some counseling. Uh, but sometimes having a legit therapist. You know, as a sounding board, um, I think is a is a good thing where they can help you open up just through talking and they can help you process and give you tools uh, necessary to be able to process those things. Your 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 dependency on other stuff to block it out, to block out your pain starts to weaken and you learn through time uh, how to process things and not stuff it you know me and a few friends we we used to have this uh this saying we used to say don't suppress it deal with it yep you know every single time we get upset about something or you know you walk in and you're you got an attitude and you don't want to be talkative don't want to be friendly you know we would just look at each other and say dude i don't know what it is but don't suppress it deal with it yep you know um it's important because you, you, you eat yourself alive from the inside out. You know, Scripture talks about uh, bitterness, right? 
right? When you when a person is holding on to bitterness, it uh, scripture literally says it defiles many. It is it's such a it's such a poison inside of you. The old saying, the old saying that I heard way back in the day, like holding on to shit, unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness. You hold on to that. It's just like you drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. You're just killing yourself. You guys never heard that before? Mm-mm. No, but I've heard similar things, so I get it. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Um, there's a way to process everything. You know, there's a there's there's steps that you can go through in order to um, get yourself out of out of your feelings and into your mind and start thinking things through. So, man, for sure. It's my small two cents. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. So, uh, we've had a whole bunch of questions, and we haven't gotten into any of the ones on the list, but... We haven't. It's all right. I like where this is going. So... Let's get churchy, man. No, I don't want to get churchy. I'm still getting to know you, Mm -hmm. and I like you. We've hung out a few times. Yep. Um... So, I mean, it's been cool. Um, so, you you like cigars? I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you like your, your, your cigars. Do you, is it like the the only one thing that you have? Like, like how often are you smoking cigars? Um, every couple months, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah, so it's not a regular thing then? No, I mean, so I golf once a week. Um, so sometimes when I golf... I'll bring a cigar, but but yeah, it's every I don't know every couple months or so. Boy, hey there, listeners! Just want to talk to you for a few seconds about HotMikeCity.com. HotMike City is a Detroit-based voiceover production house with full-service solutions from writing to recording and mixing and mastering, with one simple focus. And that is to give you a voice to your next project. So maybe you own a small business or maybe you own a big business and you're looking to do some voiceovers for radio spots. Uh, Maybe you're doing some video work. You need some nice voiceover to underlay on that. Hot Mic City is the place for you. Using studio quality equipment and professional editing software, Hot Mic City is perfect for your next project. But don't take my word for it. Take a little listen to this demo. Welcome to Commercial Sales. This course is part of a series of courses developed to build outside. Smooth Jazz 105.9 FM, the radio station designed for people like you. Live stream each Sunday at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. at ecclive.com. While it may be hard to believe, it's right in your own backyard. Roughly 5 million Americans don't even... And Pace offers awesome scholarship and internships. Pace University. Success starts here. And there you have it. Head over to hotmikecity.com. That's H-O-T-M-I-K-E-C-I-T-Y.com. And give a voice to your next project. That's some good, uh, that's good. (laughs) <laughs> well, you're also doing a... <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, boy, if I had to go two months without a cigar, I think I'd be... Uh, 
in the hurt locker for sure. Well, yeah, so same. do you think that um the amount of running that you're doing this year like I mean if you smoked a cigar let's say every other day do you think that would affect, you know, your running? Um maybe. I don't really ever inhale the cigars though, so like it wouldn't like lungs wise or like yeah wouldn't really affect me that way but usually the day after i'll kind of you know like i'll have a headache and things like that so um feel it yeah i mean that's really the only thing that would throw a wrench in it but so so since you brought that up sean that's a good thing so last time we hung out Mm -hmm. uh we had a cigar together at churchill's you said that you were running a 5K a day. Yep. You want to talk about that? Uh, yeah. What do you want to know? What's the, uh, what, what drove you to that? I don't, I don't know, really. Um, I never was a runner in high school or anything like that. Like, I was always athletic and played football and stuff. Um, but running never really, I don't know, didn't really interest me. I was like, why, like... I don't know. Why would you run? It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but then, so after I got sober, um, see, after I got sober is kind of when I started to listen to lots of different podcasts and self-help things and trying to, I don't know, figure it out or whatever. And um, a lot of addicts um, run or they become endurance um, athletes and things like that. So, a lot of the podcasts I was listening to, you know, were addicts and, and things like that. And they talking about running and how it, you know, helps and this and that. And, and so I, I don't know. Uh, one day I just, you know, I was like, well, whatever, I'll try it. Go for a run. See what it's all about. Um, and then, yeah, ever since then, I just, it, um, I don't know. It kind of allows me to, um, it's it allows me to kind of turn everything off, right? So when I'm running, I don't really, sometimes I'll run, most of the time I run with music, but sometimes it's, you know, I'll just go for a run and it, it, everything kind of just stops, right? So I'm not thinking, I'm not, you know, thinking about work or the kids or anything else. It's just, you know, kind of just keep breathing and, you know, keep going and, and yeah. Um, so it, it's basically, um, half hour every day that, you know, is my time, I guess you could say. Um, and then last year I did in October, like sober October, I did, I did like five miles every day for the whole month. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of like this year, it was just one of my, I don't know, it was a goal. I was like, well, I want to try and see if I can run every day, at least, you know, three miles or whatever, and, and see if I can do it. I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. There's not really a a point to it, I guess. I'm just, I just, I don't know. I enjoy it. Yeah. You said five miles a day for a month. Yep. Good, Good Lord. Lord. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you just breezed over like, yeah, you know, Tuesday I had a taco. And... Yeah. <laughs> taco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's this month I ran. 497 million fucking miles. It's not a big deal. But yeah, it's been uh, 
at least 3.1 miles every day since Christmas. So Wow. It's nuts, man. An it's crazy man. to like. I don't always like comment and like your stuff on Facebook because I don't like Facebook and I'm not really on it every day. But I'll see your posts where you're like trying to find a new route, and I'm like, how many fucking miles is he running? <laughs> Hundred degree weather, like, damn. Yeah, actually, uh, yesterday was because usually I'll run in the morning before work, um, but Friday I had a wedding that I shot and didn't get home until late. And then I was just lazy yesterday, and I didn't get up. I kind of laid in bed, and then um, we were supposed to go to a bonfire last night. So I ended up running at, like, 2.30 in the afternoon when it was 95 degrees out, and it was, yeah. Ouch. The first two miles weren't that bad. It was, like, after two, though, then I started sweating, and it started getting in my eyes, and it was kind of a, a bummer, but I got it done. Damn. I ran last week. I just, I've been trying to get back into it. Ran to the store. Into running. In your car? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I've been trying to run, dude. Yeah. And it's, you know, on, on Wednesday nights, I was doing basketball. Mm-hmm. I haven't in the last month, but I was doing basketball on Wednesday nights with a bunch of guys. And, um, you know, I, I learned real quick. I couldn't have a cigar that day before I played ball. Yep. You know, and if I had one the night before, I'm still going to fill it on Wednesday, trying to run up and down the court, full court, five on five. And, um, but running the courts got me back into running. Right. And I worked myself down to a 10 and a half minute mile, which is. That's awesome. That's an accomplishment for my fat ass. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> Shit. I used to be able to do an eight-minute mile back when I was 50 pounds lighter than what I am. Um, but I, I had so many shin splints. Yep. My shins were just killing me, dude. But I bought some new shoes and started running in those, and I got myself down to 10 and a half minutes for a mile. Yep. You got to work on the form. I got to work on the form. Yep. Yeah. So, but that's, that's inspiring, man. A 5k a day is 3.1, 3.2, uh, somewhere. 3.1. Yep. 3.1. So yeah. after the year's up. That's awesome. Um, and maybe you don't know right now, but do you think you're going to still like just do it every day like that much? Which, I mean, I guess, honestly, it's that much to me because I'm fat and lazy. But, like, <laughs> most people who run, run that, if not more, right? So, like... Sure. Yeah. You th- do you think you're going to maintain that schedule, though, or...? Um, I don't know if I'll do it every day. Um, but maybe. I mean, realistically, it's 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 kind of... For me, it's... It's like a half hour, right? So actually, half hour would be I don't know, closer to four miles or whatever. But it's just a half of a half hour every day in the morning, and it kind of like gets my day going, right? It'll or if I go, sometimes I'll go after work, and when I go after work, it kind of allows me to just like let go of everything and and not think about it. You know what I mean? And then when I'm done running, it's kind of like, um. 
I guess you could say it's similar to like after sex, right? You're after sex, you're kind of you're energized a little bit, and you're I don't know, like wanting a sandwich. <laughs> right, you're, I don't know. For, for it, it, you know, you're kind of like clear. You kind of like release everything. You know what I mean? So it's it's yeah, kind of yeah. like that for me. It's like a a release. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'll go I continue to do it every day, but probably four or five days a week for sure. Well, so here's another question I just thought of with the whole sex thing. Like I can relate to that. I can't relate to like drugs so much. And forgive my ignorance. Sean has a lot of sex. (laughs) Huh? I said because Sean has a lot of sex. He be stroking. (laughs) Anyway. Stroking to the east. Forgive my ignorance in this, if there is any. But like, so you're an alcoholic. You did drugs. You've been sober for almost six years. Is like running or smoking a cigar or having sex like do you what like is there uh correlation comes to my brain but that's not the right word but like can you compare it like is it similar you know Um, like is it like do you miss the drugs or like because you run and you get that release and you get to kind of escape as you put it like does that not take the place but does it kind of you know like, is it similar? Do, am I making sense? Does it so, replace yeah, yeah. it? So, so instead of drinking, so now I'm running. Or is um, that even a thing, you know? So I think for some people it is. I think for me, um, maybe that's kind of what I was hoping for at first. Maybe. For but, it to replace, like, the urges or the feeling? or Right. Or, you know, like, oh, I have a really bad urge to drink. I'm going to go run. So for me, it's not, it's not like that. I don't, I don't know if it was ever really like that for me. I didn't really use it to, like, I didn't start running because I was having urges and I needed to do something. Um, it was more or less like, well, all these other addicts are doing it and it seems to help them. So maybe it'll help me. Um, yeah. So I think at first that's was my thought behind it. Um but I think that I've I don't know, matured or grown as a person or just kind of like what Michael was saying when you go to therapy you learn, you know, new tools to put in the the toolbox. Um so for me, like I can be around people that drink and um like when I golf every week, everybody drinks at golf and things like that. Um, and I don't mind being around people that drink and it doesn't bother me. And, and I do get urges sometimes. Um, but I guess to answer your question, like, no, I, it, it hasn't really replaced drinking or using for me. Um, I think it's now for me now, it's more of a, it's more of a, um, a release and kind of a way to just, shut my brain off, I guess you could say. And it's, uh, you know, I guess I'm trying to be healthier and things like that. And um, by setting goals with it, you know, like, okay, I'm going to run for every day for a year or five miles every day. You know, it kind of is a way to set goals and it helps me to achieve things. So like when I'm done running in the morning, a lot of times I'll be like, okay, it's 
7 o'clock. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start the day. Most people are still sleeping. You know what I mean? It kind of gives me like a sense of achievement, I guess you could say. Right. Um, that makes sense. Like you've earned your day. Yeah, kind of. Um, you put in that work, and so it's like everything else is just a bonus at this point. Yeah. Because you've gotten that done. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. So I, I guess to answer your question, no, it, I'm not really using it to um, replace the drinking or, or using drugs. Um, but yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess I could say I kind of am addicted to running. <laughs> well, that's kind of not even my, my major question or where I wanted to go. I was kind of, I guess, trying to relate like, like you go get high, right? <clears throat> You get fucked mm-hmm. up and it's awesome and there's this euphoria or whatever it is you felt. And then you come down and you want to do it again. Well, that's how sex is to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you're getting that dopamine release and things like that. Yeah. So, like, I don't even know where I'm going with this at this point. I just think it's interesting to me that, like, some people, you know, take drugs to feel a certain way or escape a certain thing but people can use stuff that we don't consider you know drugs or escape to escape things and i just was wondering like you know what what do you think about all that because you know running can be that for you now yep sex could probably be that for you now yep food yeah food listening to a pod like like What's the ASMR shit can be that for people like, I don't know, just wherever you want to go with it or we can move on. That was interesting. Yeah. Like, cause it all seems kind of very similar, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, you are, it's all, it all affects like the brain in a similar way. Like running, you get, you know, um, endorphins and things like that. So, like right now, I'm kind of dealing with my leg. Um, it hurts, right? But in the middle of my run, usually after about a mile and a half, most of the time, sometimes no, but usually about after a mile and a half, it'll stop hurting. Um, and now if... It, it, so it's to the point where... Um, well, I'll kind of just finish that thought. So after a mile and a half, it'll stop hurting. And then usually for an hour or so after I run... Sometimes it won't hurt, but then after those endorphins wear off, then it does start to hurt. Oh. Or now it's, you know, if I run just the 3.1, it's kind of like, okay, that was cool, blah, blah, blah. But if I run five, six, seven miles, I feel differently, right? So I'll feel better if I run longer than just the 3.1. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it kind of like, and then if you're doing yoga and you get like a really, you know, with breath work and things like that it, yeah i mean it, it kind of all does release the same neurotransmitters and things like that i think with drugs though you'll get it you know like a lot of th- you get it all at once right so it's you know if you do you know a bump of cocaine it's like whoosh all at once you get this like you get amped or whatever and with running or with breath work and stuff it's kind of like a slower onset i guess you could say right so it takes like a mile and a half to get to the point where my leg doesn't hurt anymore right i don't know 
No, that, that makes sense to me. I, yeah, it's all chemicals that your body naturally produces. Um, I think they just call it a reward system, right? Yeah. So you, you know, you feel that essentially you still feel a high. Yep. Um, yeah, makes sense to me. That's how I feel when I squat. So we walked past my gym. I don't know if you noticed it when we were mm-hmm. coming down here. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I've been lifting now for the last couple of months and, and doing this program, Strong Lift 5x5. Five five, and it's just every other day. And I feel like a million bucks afterwards. It's, it's a great high. Yep. And the last thing I want to do is have a cigar afterwards. I don't. I want to have some water. I want some eggs. Yep. And to kind of just chill. Yeah. It, you know, let the, yeah. let the blood flow, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's, it's literally everything that I need. Don't need a drink afterwards. Don't need a cigar afterwards. I'm just completely chill. But on my off days, it's like, dude, I cannot wait to get home, sit on my patio and light the cigar. Yep. You know. It's funny, too, because it's it, the same thing. Same high. Yep. And your phone, too. Like, so if you're posting on social media, you get addicted to that. You get the dopamine hit when someone, you know, likes your post or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's it's all, I don't know, drugs and running and, and all of it. It's all just getting those neurotransmitters to fire or release or whatever. Which, you know, so, it, I mean, people look at drug addicts as, you know, addicts and, ooh, you know, it's, it's bad, but. But but it's 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 I don't know. To me, it's just you're using something to get that release. So whether it's running or you know whatever. It, it, so why why are you looking at them as you know? I mean, I guess you could. I guess the stigma comes because you know it takes over and oh okay so now you're not now you're gonna start robbing you know like you. Yeah. do bad things to get the thing to release the neurotransmitters or whatever. But if you look past that, you know, I mean, it's just, it's still a, you know, a basically, you know, a young kid trapped in there trying to figure it out and, you know, you're doing what you can to get those things to fire or release. So I don't know. I tend to look at addicts and stuff. I mean, I am one, but uh, I, I don't know. I just look at them differently. I guess. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I totally think I agree because I mean, I'm sitting here trying to think like I think I'm an addict, and I think we're all addicts to something. Yeah, for sure. No you, doubt about you it. You know, 100%. like I have stuff I want to do every single day at certain times of day, or like I just know I'm going to do this today, and if I don't do it. I don't know, I might be a little cranky, or I might be a little down, or, like, I just want to do it, you know? Like, for me, smoking a black and mild, I don't know what it is, but (laughs) certain times of the day, it's just, it's like a thing, you know? Yep. And that's how I was with cigarettes, and there was a point, that's how I was with cigars, which I probably should get back to that point, so I don't smoke as many black and milds, but, like, I don't know, it's just, like, you know, come home from a long day at work and my back's hurting. I'm going to make a drink. That's what I'm going to do. Am I addicted to drinking? 
I don't know, probably. But like when you say that, it's like, well, oh, you're an alcoholic. Well, I don't know that I'm an alcoholic. Maybe I am an alcoholic. I don't know. It's, you know, tra- like seriously, something that my wife and I do almost every night is watch TV. Yep. We are addicted it's- to watching television. It's our thing. Now, society doesn't really deem that as, like, a negative thing. But, like, what's the difference between that and, like, your addiction, Ben? Or your addiction, Michael? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's yep. kind of an interesting an, an interesting thing. And I guess maybe the defining point is, like you said, you know, when... Like, if I'm going and giving blowjobs so that I can pay my cable bill so that I can watch TV, then maybe we have an issue here. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you start having negative consequences um, as a, you know, for me, the reason I don't drink anymore, so the reason I... Blowjobs. <laughs> Just registered that. <laughs> it's like blow jobs. Well, I'm trying to relate it to like, you know, oh, I'll blow you blow off and give me five bucks so I can go score some coke. For cable? Yeah, I that's what I'm saying though. What's the real difference? If I started doing that to pay my cable bill, you just yeah, I mean, you take out cable or crack or porn or sex or you know, fucking blow or whatever you want to talk about, like it's all kind of the same, isn't it? And what makes you the addict, I feel like, in our society, in the negative point, is when you push that level of, like, oh, man, that guy's a bum because, you know, he's got to have that alcohol. He can't afford to work. Oh, he's a shithead. And it's like, ah. Hmm. Could you really not live without your TV or your phone? Like, who's the real shithead here? The only difference is you work so that you can pay for the phone, and they maybe just allowed the addiction to get like to rule them now. I don't know what's the difference here. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I, the the difference I guess would you know there's when you throw in negative consequences, right? So for me, the reason I stopped drinking, um, like. Uh, Basically, any problem yeah. like that I've had is basically came from drinking for the most part. Um, and when I would drink, like I didn't know what the outcome was going to be, right? So I could go and have a drink and be fine, go and have a drink with dinner and come home and, you know, everything would be fine. But then I could also go and have a drink and then uh, one drink turns into another drink and then another drink and then I didn't want the, you know party i guess you could say to to end so for me it was um i it, there started being like negative consequences right so like lost my license or, or you know whatever whatever they whatever it was um i think that's when it becomes an issue when it when it becomes a negative consequence whatever you're doing. So let's say you're addicted to sex, right? So you're addicted to sex with your wife, but then she doesn't want to give you sex anymore. So then you got to go get a prostitute and then prostitute, you know what I mean? Like you got to go to a seedy area of the city or something like that. And, and you know, you, who knows? I think that's, that's where, that's when it becomes like an issue. You know, you watch too much TV and you're not exercising and then you end up 
getting diabetes or high blood pressure or whatever <laughs> it is. I think that's, you know. The diabetes. Hmm. Yeah. Diabetes. Yeah. So how did you, how did you get to the point where you were able to stop? Um, I just want to say I'm addicted to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think people. Um, a to J. How's this song go? You got it, bro. <laughs> I knew you had a little Carmen in you. I don't have any Carmen in me, sir. <clears throat> so I got to the point. Um, <laughs> this is stupid. So the last time I drank was, it was one of those situations. I was, um, I was going out to the bar to see a friend that I hadn't seen in a long time. And I was like, oh, I'll just go have a drink or two. And, and, um, tigers were in the, um, ACS, is that, they were in the playoffs versus Boston. Tory Hunter went over the wall, legs up in the air. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, sure. So I went, I was at the bar watching the game, talking with a friend or whatever, and ended up having a few too many. And then another friend had called and was like, hey, I need a ride home. I'm uh, you know, in Detroit, need a ride home. Been, I'm drunk. I'm like, oh, okay. I've been <laughs> drinking, but no big deal. I'll come get you. Uh, mind you, I didn't have a license and, and this and that. Um, I was drinking earlier. <laughs> now I'm driving. So <laughs> I left to get him and then um, ended up getting a flat tire and kind of like hitting the median with the car and um kind of i pulled over and was gonna change the tire and then i like kind of realized like oh wow i'm drunk again i'm driving the car it's a flat tire like i just almost ruined the car and then i kind of like freaked out and then i just like continued to drink and i went on this like two-day bender i guess you could say and um my wife and my mom ended up taking me to the mental hospital and, um, after I kind of like got sober and, and sobered up and, and realized where I was at, um, cause I've been to rehab before and all that stuff. Um, and one of the things that they say in AA and, and rehab is, is drinking and alcoholism and being an addict ends in one of three ways, like drugs, institutions, and death. Right. So, um, or I'm sorry, jail institutions, mental hospitals or death. Right. So I've been to jail. And then I woke up and I was in a mental institution. And at that point I was like, okay. Oh, damn. You're like the third strike yeah. is coming. Right. Seriously. Wow. And I'd heard that before and it like, it just clicked for me. I was like, okay, so I'm in a mental hospital because I went to go have a beer with a friend and this is how it ended up. And I'm like, that's when it kind of all this shit that I learned in rehab and therapy and counselors and, you know, drug testing and this and that, like it all kind of just clicked for me. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't really need to do this anymore. I can, I will figure it out, you know, one way or another, I will figure it out because this, you know, I know where this is going to lead. And, um, my neighbor had drank himself to death. Um, and, and yeah, I was just like, I don't, I don't need this anymore. I can, I guess it's time to kind of grow up and figure it out and learn how to deal with, you know, shit in an adult way. And, uh, yeah, and that's what I did. Wow. It, it was hard, too, because, like, for a while after that, I was depressed and, and, and um, like, there was a good month and a half, 
to four months that I like almost didn't get out of bed. And then we ended up getting pregnant with my youngest son. And that was a huge mistake because when you're newly sober, you're not supposed to make any big life decisions. And, and now we're going to have another kid. And, and, uh, yeah, it took a while to kind of like for my brain to reset and like for me to, you know, kind of be okay with it and just, you know, but yeah, I don't know. And it's still like a still growing, still learning and shit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Had a serious come to Jesus moment right there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a uh... jail institution, then death. Yep. Wow. That's powerful, man. It really is. It yeah, really I, is. It was too. I remember like the. Like Do you think God was in any of that? Or behind um, any of that, or had any play to that, or you know, I mean, yeah, what you're so thinking with that? I um, I have an interesting. I don't know. I mean, I guess everybody has an interesting relationship with God or Jesus or you know, however you. Um, but yeah, so it's complicated. The, <laughs> it's complicated. Very so, complicated. So I crashed the car. I went home. Um. On the way home, I got more, like, I think I stopped and got, like, a fifth or something. Showed up at home, um, told my wife, you know, like, you have to divorce me. I'm just, I'm fucked up again. I crashed the car, blah, blah, blah. And I, it wasn't even that bad. It was, like, fender, and I had a donut on the tire. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I was, as I was making it out to be. And, oh, wait, uh. Wait a second. Hold that thought. So, did you ever pick that guy up? Which guy? That, well. The night that you crashed the car, you were going to pick up the dude, your friend. No, no, no I didn't make it down there. I almost made it down there. I was like um, 94 and crash it, like past, like it, almost. I almost made it down there. You almost made it, but you didn't. So you, you put the donut on the car. Yep. Drove home down drove crash home. it. And then told her, you know, she needs to leave me. I'm just to fuck up and wow. you know, take the kids. And she's like, no, I'm not leaving you. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, fine, fuck you. I'm leaving you then. <laughs> and I'll wow. since you can't do it I'll do it and then I jumped in the car and that was like the last thing I remember um, until I really crashed the car I hit uh, hit a median and then ended up going into like a like a ditch basically um, 696 where it turns into 96 and then there's the bridge and like you're going to kind of going into Novi and okay. yeah. Um, yeah so I remember leaving the house and the next thing I know, like, I remember I heard, like, a, you know, knock on the window, and I was like, fuck, this is the police. I'm fucked shit. Like, uh, and, but it was this guy, and he was like, hey, you know, are you okay? Um, that was pretty crazy. And, you know, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. And he's like, would you need a ride somewhere? Do you want me to call the police? And I was like, well, you know, I've been drinking, so if we could leave the cops out of it, that'd be cool. Um, and so I got in the car with this guy, and he had a dog. And there was, it was him, two girls, and this dog. And uh, anyway, to answer your question, like, it, I think that, like, the guy and the two girls and the dog, like, I feel like that was kind of my dad and my grandma, and, you know, like, it, I don't want to say, like, reincarnated or whatever, but they kind of helped me. They got me to my mom's that night safe, and, you know, so... Um, yeah, I think there was definitely a higher power at work and 
and I've managed to stay sober, you know, since then, and it's not by anything, I mean, like, yeah, I'm the one that makes the decision to stay sober. You're putting in the work. But, but yeah, I definitely think that, um, that there is something else out there that, you know, like, I totally should have died, totally should have died, totally should have maybe killed someone else, like, from my house to where I ended up, it, like, I think I left at 11, and I didn't get to my mom's house until, like, 4 in the morning, so, I don't know where I was, and blacked out, and was safe and sound, right, car was messed up, I didn't have a scratch on me, like, it's pretty crazy, so, I don't know, I guess you could say I was lucky, um, or there was something, something watching over, something, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I definitely think that there, um, I don't know. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, it's impressive, man. It's, it's very, very impressive to, to, uh, stick to it as long as you have and, um, and thank God that you were able to, to wake up, you know, out of this phase that you're in, this season that you're in without having some tremendous bodily harm happen to you or to your wife and kids with you in the car or whatever the case may be, man, that's enough to sober anybody up, I think. Yep. So. And it's weird too, because like, so I got sober and I was still, I was, um, to kind of like go further into your question. Um, I got sober and I was working, I was delivering appliances on this truck. Um, and we hired a new guy and he was a pastor and he was kind of like in between churches trying to find, you know, like his new church basically. And, Mm -hmm. and we would get to talking about, um, God and Jesus and things like that. So, and then, um, he kind of came and went and then, I don't know. I guess I've kind of always felt the pull. Like there's been this, not a pull, but like it's Jesus or God or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, I feel like there's always kind of been a pull. He's always around, right? It's always kind of like, like here I am. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily like push back, but I, I don't know. I don't just... It's hard for me to... I don't know. Maybe I don't want to say give up control, but it's kind of hard for me to just say, like, yeah, it was Jesus. Because I don't know. I don't know. But there's always been, like, this pull. (laughs) There's always been a... um, Yeah, like, I know he's there. Or I know there's something there, but I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's kind of, it, it's, it's hard for me to explain. So he was there and then, um, and then my wife's brother, my brother-in-law, um, he was the guy that I was working for at the time. Um, he's a Christian, really big in his church, he sings at the church and things like that. Um, so he's kind of always played a big role in her life as well. And so there's always kind of been a pull for her, 
even though she kind of resists a little bit. She's ne- she was never um, taught about the Bible or anything like that. But there's always kind of been that pull for her as well. And it's, uh, yeah, so I still work for him a different job. And then um, my other boss used to be a youth pastor. And a really close friend of mine is um, a pastor as well. So, like, like, there's all these people that are, you know, Christian and I don't want to say, like, super religious, but they're more, a lot more religious, I guess you could say, than I am. A lot more knowledgeable in the Bible and stuff like that. Um, and same thing with you, Sean. Like, I kind of lump you in that category as well. There's been these awesome people that have come into my life that have kind of, like, helped me to become the person I am today. Um, so there's always, it's always been there for me, I guess you could say. And I kind of just, I don't know. I don't resist it, but I, I know it's there, but I don't just, like, I don't know. Fully don't claim know. the Christian title. Right. Like, I don't, yeah, I guess I could say, uh, yeah. So, so do you, do you consider yourself to be a Christian? Um, so what do you mean by that? Like, how do you, how would you define that? Sean, you want to take that question? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess, you know, very blunt and plain and simple. Like, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and was raised from the dead, then you are saved. And I think that is what... uh, I think that's what people mean... When they say, do you consider yourself a Christian? And then from there, you build on all the other stuff, like love people before yourself, you know, try to do good, help the elderly and the, you know, the downtrodden, you know, the orphans and feed, feed the homeless and all that good stuff that Jesus did. But at the bare core, I think it's, do you believe Jesus is who he says he is. And if you do, then you are a Christian. You are saved. You are grafted into the, what is Born it? again. Yeah. You're saved, so bro. Answer- old school shit. <laughs> very, very old school shit. So my answer to that is, <clears throat> I believe that there, I do believe that there was a guy, Jesus, and I believe that he believed wholeheartedly who he said he was. Now, I don't know if he died and came back. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe he, you know, I think that there may be more to the story, you know what I mean? Because the Bible's written by man, and I know that it was, you know, I don't have had this conversation a lot, but I believe that there was a guy, Jesus, and I believe he, like I said, fully believed who he said he was, right? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he died and then came back to life three days later, and the three chicks saw him or whatever, and, and like, I don't know. I don't know all that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I believe that the... Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's my answer. So, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that I would consider myself a Christian or not. Like, I agree with all that stuff. Um, 
I believe that, like, if you need to believe that, if you need to, like, believe in that to, for you, then that's awesome and, you know, do it. Um, I also think, though, that, like, Buddha could have been, you know, could have been who he said he was. Um, I believe it's, it's somewhere in the middle, I guess you could say. So, I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question or not. I mean, it does. Yeah, that that is an answer. Yeah, and there's no right or it's wrong not, answer. It's yeah, just it's not like answer. we're looking right. for you to be so, like, yes, I am a Christian. Uh, yeah, de- I'm definitely, <laughs> right. yeah, definitely not looking for an emphatic yes or emphatic no. It it just is what it is. Um, I believe, yeah, and I that's mean, where you're at. I think there was a guy, Jesus. I think there was probably, you know, the Buddha, and I believe that both of their stories are probably, um, for the most part true mm-hmm. i also think though that i don't know like the the yeah. logical you know side of me says well how does he die and, and come back three days later like that doesn't make any sense you know what i mean yeah. but then at the same time like there's certain things that have happened um that don't make sense to me either you know what i mean like um so for example so my wife started going to church and one of the uh, my friends at work, um, she's going with her, and there's like I don't know, I don't, there's been a handful of times when, um, whatever they're talking about at church, is going on in our lives, and then, like there was a, there it was a one evening we were making dinner, and we it wasn't arguing, but it was something. It was something that they learned in church or something that they talked about in church. And then she had sent a message to both of us and was like, hey, we were just talking about this and blah, blah, blah. But it was like the exact thing that I was thinking about or that we were arguing about or whatever it was. Like, and I was like, how, like, do you have, are you listening to our conversations? <laughs> like, how do you, like, and it's do been. Do you work for Google Home? <laughs> right. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it is strange how things like that happen. Yeah, you know it really is. Um, for me, it's it's you know when strange stuff like that happens, it's kind of a confirmation that God is real and that He cares and desires to keep that pulling going, if you will, to to use the phrase that you were using before. Um, to me, I would say all of that is is just signs and proof of him trying to draw you in. Um, but that's my biased opinion because I consider myself a Christian. Um, you know, but that being said, like, I mean, that's your answer. And that's where you're at. That's, you know, it, it really is about what you choose to believe. You know, right. um, because the fact is, is that there's just certain things that we just don't know and that we won't know. Right. I mean, there Most are things that, <laughs> yeah, Honestly, I mean, there's, right. there's a lot of things. And then there's so many voices out there um, that claim to be true that aren't necessarily true. Everybody can't be right. Yeah. There's just too many different opinions. Everyone can't be right. Um. But as a Christian, we use the Bible as the authority on what is right and what is not. And, I mean, I know you've heard 
us talking on this podcast before, um, you know, there's there's things that I have problems with. There's things that Sean has has problems with. Um, but I think the thing that we that we settle on and agree on is the person of Christ, and we, that's where we put our faith and our, our belief that you know He is real, and that the thing that He said about Himself is true. Like He is the Son of God, and and you know died on the cross for our sins, was buried. Three days later, He rose again. Like we believe it. We we put our faith in that, um, and that His resurrection is proof of his ability to give us eternal life if we have faith in him so uh, that's the short end of the stick you know that's the that's the the cliff note version um well and even that i don't i anymore i think i lean towards there's gotta be a lot of gray you know i grew up my whole life hearing and being taught like there's only one way, and it's Jesus, you know, and that's biblical. That's what the Bible says. The only right. way to the Father is through the Son. I get it, but is God this like militant, authoritative, sovereign thing, guy, girl, unisex, unsex thing, who exists <laughs> outside of our time? Who created our time, created everything, created us. Like, if all of that's true, is he really that much of a prick who's like, yeah, you know what? You're good to people. You love people. You're questioning things about me and about my word and about my son. And like, he knows you. He knows me. He knows every one of us, right? That's what the Bible says. So, if all of that is true, I can't seem to think that, like, Oh, uh, you know what? You never fully committed to saying that Jesus was my son, so see ya. Yep, you're fucked. <laughs> I can't. I mean, maybe maybe that is the way or the the case. I don't know. I'm I'm not dead yet, but like, it just doesn't make sense. The older I get, and the you know, like, it, it's not an Old Testament God. anymore. Sure. Like the whole point of Jesus was the the Old Testament not going away, but like redeem redemption, redeeming, like grace. Yeah. Right. And that has to be who God is. You know? I I don't know. So we I guess I'm saying that to say like I like asking people if they consider themselves a Christian because in our society, that's a thing and it's a label and we already assume what they believe. But then the questions we ask after that really gets into the nitty gritty, which is why I like the fact that we call it the nitty gritty. Because it really defines like what you actually think about what being a Christian is and what, not even Christian, take away that word, fuck Christian word, okay? Being a Christ follower, like being someone who says, yeah, I think that I should model my life after this being or entity or model, you know? And that's what's interesting to me. Right. I just think we can get caught up on the, the labels and the, well, you're a Christian, but you, you're drinking right now? Well, that's what you fucking believe. <laughs> 
and you know and that's where a lot of the contention comes in because there's so many um like i said it's just so many voices and and opinions of things uh but the fact is is that we need to use we we need to settle on on what's going to be the the authority for uh for truth if you will when it comes down to uh christianity what what are we going to use to define it because we we can't necessarily allow culture to dictate what christianity is um because the bible was written 2000 years ago over 2000 years ago right right um so so culture cannot dictate who jesus is or what uh, christianity is it, it has to be founded somewhere in its root at its core and that's in the bible um so for for me a lot of those little peddly fights about you know what's right and what's wrong uh a christian shouldn't do this christian shouldn't do that um it's still taking christianity back to the old testament where there was 613 laws and um the do's and do nots and you will be blessed if you stay away from all of these things that god says don't do and um you know but if you do you add all of the curses of the book to your life if you follow the good stuff that he says to do you add all the blessings to your life it's so it's so uh black and white and regimented and and the fact is is that um following rules and regulations pulls us away from the truth of what Christianity really is, which it's, it's really about relationship. It's a, it's a, it's Jesus came not just doing miracles and signs and wonders and stuff like that, but he declared that he had a relationship with the father. So the, the entire time before Jesus stepped on the scene, he was just God, Yahweh, this distant figure in the clouds who rarely visits, gives you a bunch of stuff, guidelines, rules, and regulations. And if you break the rules, you die. Um, but if you keep the rules, you're, you're blessed. Uh, Jesus stepped on the scene and, and said, hey, he's my father and he's also yours. So Jesus stepped in and said, look, uh, the point of all of this is that God wants to have a relationship with you. That's his pool. He's like, look, I, I'm holy. You're not. Um, I'd like you to be holy, but you can't be not in your, not in your own, uh, not in your own efforts and in your, in your own strength. Uh, so let's just say, forget the whole holiness thing. I want you to understand that I want you to be my child. I'm your father. I want you to be my child. And let's learn to have relationship together. And just like in a marriage, uh, as two people get closer and closer together, you learn what to do and what not to do in the relationship. You learn what it is that puts a smile on that person's face, your spouse's face. You learn what communicates love to them. You learn what it means to console them and to be there for them. Uh, you, you learn how to meet their needs. And 
as you live together and as you develop relationship, that's, that's the thing that binds you together. It is the, the depth of your relationship that has grown through time and learning. And in my opinion, it's the same thing in a relationship with God. It's, just, it's the same thing that is what Christianity, if you will, is about. It is learning to have a relationship with Jesus. Um, in, in, in that the longer you're in relationship with him, the more you look like him. The more you, um, you take on his attributes, you, you learn to love. You learn to be kind. You learn to be gracious. You learn to be patient. Um, you learn to you learn to be long suffering, and to uh, to be the bigger person. You learn all those things in relationship with him. You won't ever learn those things by trying to follow the do's and do nots, right? Because that's not relationship. Interesting to me, people who let's say are atheists. <clears throat> And yet, they do everything that you just said. Is there, is God not in that? Uh, what do you mean? Well, like, to love more, and to put people first, and equality, and, you know. Like, you, you don't have to really, like, atheists can do that, is my point. You know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. And so I guess I I'm trying you. to say like even in that person who's an atheist is there still a working god or this, you know, what I say is god, Jesus, <clears throat> the trinity if you will, working in yeah. this person who's like, yeah, god does not exist. Sure. Because yeah, how does I, I, how does the atheist know how to love or how to be good to people or how to not be racist or not beat their kids. You know, like, I don't know. I might be rambling. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. No, it's understandable. I, I'd be cautious not to um, try to redefine God in terms of an atheist view. Um, because well, I, I would never, I wouldn't even know how to do that. I don't like, think that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying like, that's always the argument and that's the goal for Christians is, well, I want to be more like God because he loves and he, you know, does this and this and this and this. And that's things that I see other people who have no fucking two shits for God and they do. So it's like, sure. Is God working in them and they just don't know it and they're denying it or hmm. does it have, you know, like what, what is that thing? Like, what is it? Like, is there something I need to change with my worldview and my thinking and my brain? Or, like, I don't know. No. I'm just exploring shit. I don't know where I'm going. I kind of, I got, I don't know. I guess that's, that's kind of where I'm at as well. Like, I would, I would ask the same question. I guess maybe, like, a good Christian answer to that would be, you know, like, the footprints in the sand, right? So, God's carrying an atheist at that point you know what i mean kind of like you're saying like yeah he just doesn't they don't realize you know they're trying to do good and trying you know like they have this idea of you know that's yeah that's okay i'm not hurting anybody 
course people shouldn't suffer. Of course everybody needs food and shelter, and I want to help give that to them. You know what I mean? So I would, I, I don't know, I guess a Christian answer to that, what I think a Christian answer would be would, you know, would be the footprints in the sand. You know, mm-hmm. God is carrying them at that point, and, and uh, you know, they just don't realize it. I don't know. Well, you may be right. I, I, that's probably part of it. I, w- I would argue, though, that um, I think, I guess I should preface what I'm about to say with the fact that you don't have to be a Christian in order to be a decent human being. That's, that's, that's how I'll preface this. Um, but from a theological standpoint, if the Bible is true and God made everything, he is the great designer of mankind and the world, um, it, stands, uh, it stands to reason that God has made us, according to scripture, in his image and his likeness. All mankind, right? And if that is the case, then maybe there is a little bit of God in all of us, whether we believe in him or not, because we're made in his image and his likeness. So, God shaped whole, bro. <laughs> oh, will you stop it? I think the fact is, is that if God truly is good and benevolent, then there is some level of good and benevolence in every man. And I think that's just a simple, well, it's not the simple answer, but no, I know that's my answer. That's my answer. So because said atheist is made in the image of God or the likeness or whatever, both and the creation of God, he already, or she, this person, him, she, his, it, they thus them shall <laughs> Zemzer <laughs> non-binary <laughs> yeah that person already has qualities of their creator essentially is what you're saying that's exactly what I'm saying bro it stands to reason I mean given the fact that scripture does say that we are made in the image and the likeness of God. Yeah. I just, so, here's what, here's kind of like a little snippet of why I really enjoy talking to Ben because <laughs> I like the fact that he's like, you know what? I've got like 90% of my eggs in the Jesus basket, but there's that 10% that I'm just reserving. And here's yeah. why I appreciate it because I firmly believe in the Bible with the things that I disagree with or don't understand or whatever, I have qualms fucking get over it. I believe in the Bible. I believe that God is God and Jesus is Jesus. And he did die in three days, rose again. He, in that time he defeated death, hell, the grave, shing, 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 ping, ping. We have a savior, but why? Good. And good question. But why? If an alien ship landed, in my front yard from another planet, because it said alien, and was like, and somehow I understood it, and it was like, nah, bitch, God and Jesus aren't real. Everything just happened, and here's the reality. 
I would literally have to at least hear the alien out. I would. I would just have to. I would not be one of those people who's like, nope, Satan get behind thee. You know? Like, I would kind of be like, well, I mean, what do you got to say? Let's hear it. Yeah, sure. I And that's why I, I like too. conversations no with Ben and people like Ben, because you're at least able to say, you know what? I think I may have things figured out, or at least I'm going that way. But there's also a little chance that, you know, if you could prove something else, or like, if I'm wrong, that could be, that could be okay, too. But, yep. you know, in my experience, Christianity, especially in America, America, is like super dogmatic, legalistic, and just like, you're either a damn God-fearing, Bible-thumping Christian, or you ain't, brother. So which which side of the line are you towing? You know, and it's like, wow. <laughs> Black and white. All right. You know what I mean? Sure. And again, I'm yeah, not I- trying to say like, oh, I'm some whatever wishy-washy person. I'm just saying, at the end of the life, who fucking knows? I don't know. Haven't been there. What do you think, Ben? America. Yeah. I, so. So when you when you said I believe in the Bible and I I believe you know all this stuff and then I said yeah why. So. Are you wanting me to answer that? No. Also, the, secret time sidebar. You got your fucking hand tattoo, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Thanks for sending me a pic, um, douche. Yeah, it's not it's not finished yet. I thought it was finished, but it's not. I have to have him fix some stuff. Um, so, why do I believe what I believe? No, no, no. no. So I I said why, but I think that I don't want to say like that's the old me, but a lot of me, I guess wants to know like why why did you believe that what if you were taught something else then you would probably believe that so but i've kind of come to the realization that it doesn't really matter why you believe what you believe you just do right and mm-hmm. and it's fine um and when you're dead you're dead and Nobody knows what really happens, right? So not a hundred percent. And so I guess what I, I guess I've learned, like faith, because like you have this faith, right? And I, I guess I never really, up until recently, understood that, right? I, I mean, like you understand faith, but I, I think, or you have, you know, like oh, oh I know what faith is. But like as a concept, what do you mean? As a reality? Right. Well, I mean, people, you know, you know what faith is, you know what the definition is. Um, but I, I guess I never really ha- like had faith in anything. Right. Um, and up until recently, um, I don't know. I guess I just understand. I haven't understand. Like I understand what faith is now. And I understand why people, you know, the, I guess I understand the the answer to the why question. 
and um like I don't know. I think I I don't want to say that like it stopped searching, but I don't I guess I just don't need to search anymore, you know what I mean? Like I think I've always kind of been searching for something or I've always had these questions and I've always you and there's no answer. So why search, you know? Like I guess that's kind of what I kind of coming to or still trying to like grasp but I've almost grasped it that concept is is like you know like letting it find you or something no just you know I mean why why search you're not gonna really get an answer so you know like believe what you need to believe or do what you need to do because it really realistically like in the end um I think it's all just, it's, everything's okay, right? I mean, in the end, it's, I mean, you're here for a while, you live, and hopefully it's it's awesome, and, you know, some, but at the same time, I think that you have to go through things to get to the awesome, um, and and, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I guess I'm done searching. I'm done asking why, because you're not going to really get an answer. So why ask why? Why not just be in the moment and, and do the thing? And, um, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. Hmm. So is that... It kind of like does is that like you giving up? Not giving up, but it's it's more along the lines of like, you know, I'm not. I don't. I guess I'm not like pushing back anymore. You know what I mean? Like I understand what faith is and why people have faith and why they need to have faith and 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 things like that. And and um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really I don't it. know where I'm going with that, but because huh. I used to, I used to ask why all the time, yeah. and I think that's you know like, well, for example, like I don't know if Jesus really died or not, um, and I can't really explain that, and and it's it's always kind of like been a sticking point for me, you know what I mean, um, like how do you die and then come back to life? It's happened, I guess, or whatever, but, um, you know. But I was always trying to search, trying to find an answer, and then like, I don't think there's really an answer. Um, well, when you say answer, here's what I think I just got hung up on for a second. I think what you mean when you say answer is you mean like, like a definite, like this is it, like yeah, like fact, here's the you know I mean? here's the formula as to how Jesus was killed and then raised from the dead. <laughs> if you take A and Z. <laughs> You mean like that kind of stuff, like a tangible like I guess you could say that. Um but in the end it's all it's all for me anyway. It's all okay. Right? I mean 
you're going to live and you're going to die and there's going to be pain and there's going to be suffering and there's going to be um, love and sex and drugs and rock and roll and um, <laughs> earthquakes America. And, and, and America and center back and fucking all that other shit. It, but in the end, really, realistically, it's it's it all comes down to you and your perception of things, and it's okay. And I think for me, like, I don't know. That's kind of my answer to "Are you a Christian?" It's like, yeah. I mean, I guess I believe in all of that stuff. I don't know if I believe in it as wholeheartedly as you know you or as Michael or the next person, but, um, cause I don't know in the end and, and, and I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're okay with going to hell. Not being that's, sure. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. <laughs> and that's another thing. Burning I really, in I hell in, for eternity. I don't believe in hell. Gnashing so, of teeth. I believe in good and then bad. And, you know, obviously there's, you know, but I don't believe yeah, I don't believe in hell. No? Dude, I kind of agree, man. And this is, again, really? something I wasn't taught. And, Michael, we've been flirting with it, but we haven't never really gone there. And now's yeah. not the time but like to fully get into it. But this whole yeah. annihilation theory, it's making more and more sense to me, bro, with just, like, hell is literally, you are annihilated. You, you never, like, your body, soul, mind, spirit, all of it is just gone. That is hell. The fact that you do not get to experience eternity with your creator, with God, to worship him for the rest of your life, like how it's supposed to be, because that's why he created us. Hell is literally just, you, you're gone. You exist you no more, ever. It makes more sense than a God who's like, yeah, fuck you, bitch, you don't believe in me? All right. Burn. I'm going to poke you with thorns for eternity and it's going to be I, hot and you're going to be miserable because I'm an I asshole, could, you know? I would kind of go more towards that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And, and you'll never really know until you're dead anyway, whether or not, you know, you get to go and there's a heaven and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think if there is a God and he created everything and it, obviously he created it out of love, then to to say like okay if you don't believe in me and, and then you go to this fiery place i don't know i just think that's a i think that's an old story and it was a way to get people that i don't know, i don't want to say like are uneducated but you know that's scary like fire and burning alive you know like that would be an awful way to die would be to I mean, everybody's, if you were to ask them, would you rather drown or burn? Most people are going to say drown because fire is this thing and it's scary, right? So I kind Painful. of, I kind of feel like that's mm. a, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You know, so I understand what you're saying by annihilation theory. I've not really uh, looked into that and studied that at all, uh, but I get it. And it's a very interesting thought. For me, I mean, my mind instantly goes to 20 verses about hell and fire. And then the whole reason, 
you know, the, the canon of scripture that talks about hell, my mm-hmm. mind immediately goes there. It's like, okay, there's, there's more topics about hell than there is about heaven. You know, there's more scriptures about hell than there is about heaven. Isn't that weird though? Like, that is weird. Oh, it's definitely weird. I don't know. I guess that's why, like, I never really could just fully, you know, get on board and just like put my faith in, like, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm all in with it, right? Yeah. Because I just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, to me, it's stories. But I mean, I get the whole faith thing now, so I understand it. I just, to me, like, I don't know, put my faith in other people and, and, you know, like, we don't know where the book came from. Like, I am completely on board with, like, being, having faith in something, having faith in, you know, this and, and, but, but yeah, I don't know. I could just never get on board with, with some of the stories. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I got a problem with Jonah and the great fish. And I've got a problem with Noah's Ark. I do. I don't have a problem with the flood. I think there's evidence that there was a great flood. Oh my Or maybe gosh. multiple floods. But. I hope I screenshotted something. Oh, I didn't. There was a church meme. Uh, if you follow him on Instagram, I do because it's funny. Because they mm-hmm. kind of make fun of like church things, but they'll take uh, they'll take pictures <laughs> of like church uh, signs, church signs, signs, like outside. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the one that I saw the other day said, "I wonder why Moses didn't just kill the two mosquitoes on the ark or something like that," <laughs> <laughs> and obviously. It wasn't uh, fucking Moses on the ark. It was right. Noah. Of course. But a church put that on their church sign. Like, <laughs> what? I'm sure that it was on purpose. Sure, but... I mean, maybe it was photoshopped. Who knows? Either way, at the, I was literally pooping and just scrolling through Instagram, and I lol Of course. Because that's what we do. Addicted to our phones. Yeah, we scroll while we poop, and then we get poop particles on our phones. And then we put it up to our mouth and ear. <laughs> and then we get the diabetes. Yep. And then we burn in hell, with gnashing of teeth, getting poked by thorns. It's a very interesting concept, and I'd love to explore it with you. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I'm deeper. not, I'm not a scholar on the theory, but I've heard it on a pod. Actually, I've heard it on two different podcasts now, and there's a whole podcast, uh, which escapes me with the name of it. It's not bad, Christian. I tell you that. No, but they they literally just talk about hell and the Bible and like, mm. it's interesting stuff, man. But anyway, you know, whatever. It is indeed. Yep, it is indeed. Um, wow. I really want to like deep dive into this now, but we're two hours and 10 minutes in. So, uh, well, plus, I'd want to get a few things prepared for that one. For sure. Or else it'd be like, hang on, let me Google it. <laughs> 
Well, I don't know about you, but I I'd like to give Ben an opportunity to plug whatever he's doing. Ben ain't doing and, uh, shit. Yeah, no, I'm just he's running fucking and running, working, and <laughs> well, he's doing photography as well. Being a dad, and, yeah, that's true. I take photos. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, ones. I don't really have anything to plug. I think it's I think it's awesome. Um, you know, like what you guys are doing, and um, yeah. I'd like Thank to come you. on again. Thank you. We'd love to have you again and maybe explore some more, uh, get inside your brain a little further. Yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. I know mine's about empty these days. So, yeah. We can talk about Bigfoot. One thing we didn't talk about <laughs> is two days ago, one of the two of you celebrated a birthday. Eat a bag. <laughs> Happy birthday. That's all you get. To you. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I know yeah, you don't yeah, like yeah, birthdays yeah. just as much as I do, but we have to mention it. You know? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I turned 37. Yay me. For what it's worth. Absolutely nothing. Well, at least you know your boys still swim. <laughs> she got a pregnant wife. <laughs> For now. They are still swimming. Yeah. Yep, you got it. <laughs> they are still swimming. <laughs> yeah, it was a good day. Um, we had a hell of a party. Uh, the Saturday after, so, um, and I, we probably had about 17 people in this small house. It was a ton, man, and just, I bar- I started barbecuing at 9.30 in the morning, and uh, pretty much went all day. I pulled the ribs off about 5 o'clock, and... Um, Did you smoke them? Yeah, some hickory. They're the best ribs I've made to date. So, smoked some ribs. I smoked uh, a pork tenderloin mm. and uh, burgers, brats, legs, thighs, breasts. I like breasts. Yeah, boobs are awesome. <laughs> Actually, I wrote on, so, you know, we had everything in like uh, these tin pans. Mm. And I just took a Sharpie and wrote on the foil, uh, legs and boobs. <laughs> Everybody got a kick out of that. Um, but yeah, 37 for what it's worth. Yes, sir. Word. Got a bunch of cupcakes upstairs if you want to have some of that with me. Yeah, I'll have a cupcake for sure. Some of endorphins going. <laughs> <laughs> And I think we're going to have a cigar if it's not too late for you. I don't know. It's almost 9 o'clock right now. Yeah, I might skip the cigar, but I'll have a cupcake. That's fine. All right. Sweet. Well, Ben, anything else you want to talk about? Is there anything you want to plug? I was just busting your balls earlier. No, not really. 
we kind of had a little side thing when uh, when I lived in the D. And that we did, yeah. Are you noticing we're still getting like interaction on it somehow? Yeah, I saw the other day we had a couple. It was either a couple views or a new like or something like that. Yeah, on Facebook no and Insta. I'm like, damn, we haven't. Yeah. Literally, I've not even logged onto it in like two years. I'm wondering if it was. I wonder if I still have it just linked on my on my Instagram because I had uh, I started talking to a couple different people, so I'm wondering if one of them may have clicked on it or something like that. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it was random. It was just like out of out of the blue, all of a sudden, like new like on Facebook, and I was like, hmm. I bet you it was probably. I don't know. It's one of those things I can't explain. So yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Word. Cool man. I, I enjoyed this man. It was a great interview. Thank yeah. you for uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for uh, me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we didn't get to any of our actual interview questions that we wrote down, but I think it was even better. Just uh, free flow. So. I think it was awesome. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, brother. It's been real, man. Uh, Two hours, 15 minutes. I think this is our longest podcast to date. So, word. You're going to edit this one. Yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) All right. All right, dude. I'm going to go pee. Awesome. Yep, me too. Peace. All right. Peace. Hey everybody, it's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at unchurchedpod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there. All your friends seem like enemies when you're broken down and empty. To say goodbye to love Hold your head up high And there's no need to run All just to